everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and night. You are now listening to Greg Talks. My name is Greg. I am 19 years old, and I am currently a student at Community College. So, without further ado, let's get into the topics. I will preface this that this episode is going to be extremely spoilerific, so you have been warned. So, first up on the list, uh, Jordan Peele's Us. What did I think about it? I thought it was amazing. Was it better than Get Out? Uh, that's still up for debate. I have to kind of sit on that one. But I did like how um, the direction that Jordan Peele took the movie Us in because he was really um, getting on the fact that um, the true monsters that exist in this world are ourselves and until we fix what is wrong inside we can't really affect change in a positive light i like that message it's a really good one a lot more people today should follow that in my opinion but i'm not going to really focus on that because that that was the overall theme but like the plot of the movie is what i was really interested in um so did anybody kind of see that twist um coming towards the end i wasn't really paying attention to the twist personally because i was really just trying to enjoy the film as it was but um that twist was a little surprising i mean i'm not going to say like i wouldn't have seen that coming but i really didn't because i wasn't really paying attention to the clues and stuff because i know from get out there was already a lot of imagery and symbolism leading to what the twist ended up being towards the end of that movie and i didn't want to go into this like like trying to pick apart, oh, there's something here, and oh, that means this and that. No, I just wanted to sit and enjoy it as a film, so that's what I did. Um, but overall, I think it was really good. Uh, did have some gripes, however. I don't think the sister really did much in the film. Like she was just kind of there, and same thing with the dad. And I mean, come on, like that guy was not really protecting anyone in his family. There was no way, like it. They got in extremely easily. Um, the way he handled it, I mean, it was okay at first, but like, there was no way that he was going to be protecting anybody. And he got taken, he got taken out so easily. Like, it wasn't even a challenge. That's how pathetic he was. I mean, he did end up like drowning him, but like, he almost died. And to be honest, if he did, if he was killed, I wouldn't feel that bad about it. But really, the really interesting character was like the boy and then the mom. So the mom basically, or the fake mom that we've been watching in the film, she actually was the one that was responsible for the real one being trapped down below that ended up coming back to kill her. Which, for all intents and purposes, like, I would totally agree because if that was me and my doppelganger came and, like, trapped me down there and then was living the life that I was supposed to live then yeah, I'd be really heated. Personally, though, I, I don't know if I want to like kill that person, but no, I don't think I want to kill that person, but I'd feel some type of way because it literally took everything away from me, though. Granted, I could have, she could have actually come up earlier if she wanted to. She didn't have to wait, but maybe she says, maybe my revenge will be sweeter because if I wait and she has a family and all that, then it'll be so much better once I like take all that away from her. So it could have been that also 
I thought like the overall scheme of like the however many billion copies were down there taking over the world. Um, I thought that was okay. I mean, I didn't really think too much of it. It's totally possible they could do it because there's as many of them as there are humans on the planet. So, but then again, though, maybe they didn't really specify that if that was, I don't know if that was worldwide or if that was just in America. Because if it was just in America, then I don't know if that takeover would have been successful. I mean, not to mention, like, the military in here in America, we would have probably wiped all of them out very easily because they were just fighting with scissors. And really, all they had was the element of surprise. And once that was there, you, they're pretty much, you you could kill them just like any other ordinary human. So they really weren't much of a threat. But when you really sit and think about it. But getting to the boy. So if any of you have been watching like YouTube videos or theory videos on the ending of the film the boy basically knows that the mom is fake and a lot of people have theorized that the boy basically was a tethered the entire time because at the beginning of the film they mentioned that um their grandmother the boy and sister their grandmother had recently passed and he had been acting very strange and you don't really think much of it until you really think about um the, the the behaviors that the tethered boy um does opposed to the normal boy the normal boy like has a fascination with fire and um but he he's always like clicking a lighter essentially or i don't know if it's a lighter or if it's like a burner uh, i think it's a burner because it has like a, no no i think it's a lighter um and the tethered boy like he has a fascination with fire but he actually has a fascination with real fire um, and the other boy just likes fascination of creating it. But then you got to think like the other boy, I think it makes more sense for, for the other boy to be, you know, um, fascinated with real fire because he would have probably learned how to like, how to know what fire was and how to make it where the other boy, he was just fascinated with just the actual, like making it. And he was fascinated with the actual fire itself. And a lot of people's arguments to say that um, during when he was over there during the summer, um, he probably was taken. But before that, he probably did burn his face or whatever because he was playing with fire as the tethered or really the real boy was had been shown to do. So it makes sense. Face was burned and he also loved acting like an animal and the other one loved acting like an animal and. When he was down there with a the tethered, um, he could be himself, which other people have mentioned. So I definitely think that one does have a lot of weight. So if they were to do a sequel of that movie, you know, the boy would be a good, well, I guess not because he, he did kill the real boy. But, you know, if they were to expand on it or if Jordan was to say like, oh, like that's what it was, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. Um. Uh, and what the the family that they befriended, I feel really bad for them because they really didn't play a big role. Uh, they were just there to pretty much say that there is there are more copies of people out there. That's essentially what they were there for. They didn't do much. They were literally offed as soon as stuff started to hit the fan. They were literally just killed, just like that, you know. The lady calling the police and then NWA playing was just like icing on the cake. Basically saying you guys are not going to survive, not a single one of you. 
And that's fine, because the focus of the movie isn't on you, so... I mean, I didn't really care when they were killed. Um, and then the sister, like I said, she didn't do much. She was just acting like a normal teenager. She didn't mention the whole government conspiracy thing, but other than that, nothing really there for her, personally, that I saw that was that interesting. And, yeah, that's really all I have to say on it. It was a really great film. I am definitely going to go watch it again just so I can like pick up on all the symbolism, as should you um, if you have already seen it, because there is a lot to unpack behind the scenes. Um, now, getting on to like Grownish, that's the second thing I'm going to like talk about. Uh, Grownish season two. So, do I think it was better than season one? Uh, I have to say no. Because I think they focus too much on the relationship stuff. And I'm not talking about the friend stuff. I mean, there was just too much drama around the Luca and Zoe and her friends and their partners. And then uh, Naomi and her thing. Well, actually, not, not, not <laughs> Naomi's situation, um, I actually didn't mind. Because I wanted to explore that more with her uh who she was if she was going to like actually find a partner that was interesting but as far as zoe and luca um when i look at their relationship um do i think they're a good couple for each other uh yes and no like i don't think they complement each other very well i think luca is way more chiller than zoe is and i feel like zoe is very very insecure i feel like luca like he knows who he is as a person and he's just content zoe is never content with the way she is and she's always asking for approval if what she is doing is the right thing to do and that's that creates a very negative loop for her character where it just keeps going around and around in a circle and at the end of the second season or in the last episode just to warn you guys, spoilers, um, her dad does come with, uh, and her uncle, they come and, you know, he asks Zoe what's going on. And Zoe pretty much admits that, yeah, cheated on my test. And her dad probably wouldn't have been as mad if he, no, he would have been, he still would have been mad. Um, basically she mentioned that she cheated and, that pretty much just, he didn't want to hear anything after that because I think that was enough for him, like to say, like, I'm cutting you off, like, until you, like, change. Or actually, no, he didn't even say, like, until you change because he just went on and said, like, you know, if you're, if you, if you're, if you want to stay here, you're, you're going to have to just figure it out on your own. Real talk because I'm just done supporting you because if you're going to do that stuff, um, then you don't need my money, essentially. Because that tells me that you don't really, you're not really appreciative of what I did for you to get you here. Um, that's real, understandable. Um, from Zoe's perspective, it's kind of hard to defend because, like, Zoe knows what she did was wrong. So I don't want to sit and defend her here. But at the same time, though, I do feel like her dad should have maybe not been so harsh but at the same time like you're not gonna learn unless somebody gets in your ass sometimes about what you're doing wrong so i wasn't totally against what the dad was saying 
Because I know, like, from personal experience that it took somebody really getting in my ass, i.e. my parents mainly, but other people have as well, to make me actually change. So sometimes you need that. Other than that, though, like the whole Aaron and Ann stuff, I really don't care about that stuff. I wasn't really invested in who Aaron like hooked up with because I don't know, for some reason I feel like it's kind of weird that Aaron doesn't have friends that are in his own grade. I don't know if anybody else feels that way about that, but Aaron needs to find like I wish we would see like some of the other sophomores that he's cool with cuz I we never see that. He's always hanging out with the freshmen. I mean, they're not even freshmen anymore. They're 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 sophomore than he's a junior. But the way he acts, he acts like he still is a freshman or like, you know, he's been with them since the beginning and that's just not the case. He's somebody that was looked upon as a mentor and he still is kind of that, but not really because now that he's dating Anne, he pretty much has cemented himself like I'm on the same level as you guys. Um, So I really hope they kind of focus on Aaron next season because, you know, I need more on him there. We haven't got a lot. If season one, we didn't get that much season two, we didn't get that much. He just got involved with Anne, and maybe him being with Anne is going to reveal some uh, things behind the scenes with Aaron that we haven't seen before. Uh, as far as Luca goes, Luca is fine, honestly. I still like his character. He's funny. He's chill. Uh, things that he's into, like I'm a fan of his fashion sense and all that, so I don't really see anything wrong with that. So Luca's a plus still and pretty much the same Naomi Naomi actually did change because however like her dating her teacher I mean that's yeah that she took it a little bit too far there I feel so and I knew that wasn't going to work out though because there was no way because Naomi would have been kicked out somebody would have found out about that it was just inevitable so I'm kind of glad they just nailed it in the coffin when they did because if that continued on the season three that would really drag things down for her. Uh, <clears throat> also, her time at the school like would have been over. <laughs> and her teacher slash love interest would have been fired. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. There's another character. Oh, yeah, the twins. The, the twins actually did get some more screen time, though. I think, I don't know which sister it is. But one sister, the sister that gave Zoe the great talk about, you know, believing in yourself and being confident in who you are and stop comparing yourself to others. That character, I think, went through a really good change this season. The other sister really didn't do much, so she pretty much is the same. Uh, And then I believe, I think that's it. Oh, well, and then the... One of the twins' boyfriends, um, he didn't do much. He was just kind of there, too. So he did some stuff, but it wasn't a lot because he's not really in the friend group like that. But he's he's essentially just the boyfriend. He's just kind of there, but he's also kind of not there. So I didn't really feel too which ways about him either. So that's all. Really, that's all I really got to say on a Grownish season two. It was okay. wasn't better than the first season, but um, I'm still gonna watch the next season. Uh, now, One Punch Man season two. Uh, they did just release a trailer 
report, and it is coming out in April, which is literally in a few days. Um, I am gonna watch it, but I'm not really too. I'm not really looking forward to like the animation because I feel, based on what the trailer showed, um, it's not going to be good animation at all. And I knew that though, because I knew as soon as they had a studio change, um, when they went from Madhouse to JC Staff, the One Punch Man production. Uh, I kind of knew it was going to dip in quality, so I was kind of already prepared for it to look like crap. But what I saw in that trailer just looked so bad, like from an animation standpoint, because some of the shows that JC Staff has made in the past, though, have been like way more better. I mean, it's not Madhouse level, but some of their best shows, the shows that I know they put effort into, like Food Wars, those shows look amazing, but I feel like they just screwed over One Punch Man 2. is like, we got this project and we just we had to put it out because people are so hyped for one punch man. And that's another thing though. I feel like a lot of times like fans can sometimes ruin a great thing because me included though, I was so ready for one punch man season two that I really didn't even think about, you know, it needing more time to get more polished because I just wanted it really bad. Cause I wanted to see the continu- the continuation of the story. So And it's not really the whole fault of the fans, though. However, though, because of our hunger to want new content within a certain amount of time, because if we don't get it in that amount of time, we typically just drop it or we just lose interest. And, you know, I'm not saying people won't care about One Punch Man anymore, but the desire to want it will go away over time. So studios can't exactly just wait. But at the same time, I feel like if the studio knew it looked that bad, I feel like they should just say, you know what? We're going to take another year to polish this stuff up so we can give you guys an actually good, well-produced One Punch Man Season 2 and not just a half-ass version. But that's all I have to say on it, though. Still going to watch it. I hope you guys will be watching it because I will be covering uh, the season as a whole. I'm not going to do specific episode reviews. Oh Well, I might, depending on how good the episodes are, but we'll see. Um and lastly, um, I wanted to mention this new artist that I found. Well, I didn't really find it. One of my coworkers uh, at my job, she actually told me uh, about this guy called uh, Hobo Johnson. And apparently he's like a brand, brand new artist. So if you haven't heard of him, uh, it's fine because he's literally pretty much only been around, at least in the public eye, for about a year well two years i guess yeah two years so i heard a song by him called romeo and juliet which essentially is uh him talking about a girl that uh meant a lot to him that's no longer in his life and has moved on with somebody else and it was extremely introspective and it definitely felt like a melodic spoken word now a lot of people because i looked up videos on what people were saying about him and a lot of people were saying oh he's a rapper he's like a wannabe and he's trying to um, culturally appropriate hip-hop but in this situation i don't really feel like this guy is because it doesn't really sound like hip-hop or rap music whatsoever i mean it has elements but it doesn't fully sound like a rap song or hip-hop song so i don't really get why people are coming at him for copying because i don't feel like he's copying i feel like the style that he has is it's not like original because it's very shakespearean but it sounds authentic to him 
as an artist. So yeah, but it it's whatever because people are gonna like hate regardless of how you sound. Um, so it is what it is on that. But I really like the music um, that he puts out. Uh, my favorite songs by him are like Peach Scone, Romeo and Juliet, and Father, which I think is his most recent song and he does have like two albums out which yeah he has two albums out i know that but if you're looking for kind of like an artist that kind of has a different feel or like more of a spoken wordy with a beat behind it um then hobo johnson is your guy so i would definitely uh look into his music if you're interested though but if you don't like it i totally understand because um it does it does also come across as a person who is very, what's the word, um, whiny and mo- mopey, mopey. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Um, it does come across as very um, complaining about things a lot in the music. So, but at the same time, I don't know. I like the way he kind of like flows with the spoken word. So that's what I find appealing about it. But in terms of like me going back to it a whole lot, like the only songs I really are going to revisit are Peach Scone, Romeo and Juliet and Father. And those are some of his biggest songs. So, uh, yeah. Also, if you're looking for the live performance of some of these songs, he did also um, do a NPR uh, performance, Tiny Desk performance for NPR music so if you want to look at that and see like how the live performance is um it's pretty much the same but you know it gives you a different feel uh yeah and that's all i have to say on hobo johnson um yep so as you know uh you can find my podcast on youtube at 9 a.m and on spotify every thursday google podcast every thursday and as far as my other, the other platforms I'm on, I'll let you guys know in subsequent um, ads that I put out on social media uh, throughout the next week. But as I said before, you can find my podcast on YouTube every week at 9 a.m. on Saturdays, and you can find it every Thursday on Spotify and on Google Podcasts. And I'm really hoping that I do get on iTunes at some point for you people uh for you guys with uh Apple iPhones, but that probably won't happen anytime soon, but I will let you guys know as soon as that does occur. Uh and with that, uh I hope you guys have a good weekend. If you're hearing this on YouTube or uh a good Thursday or whatever day you're actually listening to this on. Uh, So yeah, I'll see you guys later with another uh, conversation at another time, another place on another day. See you.